Okay, well, looks like we're going to do another episode. Dan, here, I brought you your glass of water. Thank you. And uh, my glass of water. And as always, we're both going to just take these two glasses of water here, and we're going to just slowly drink them mm. while we stare at each other. Yes, as one does when you have yep. a glass of water. Totally normal water drinking just between two guys ready to do a podcast. Mm. Mm, yes. And now we drink. You drink? You drink? You going to drink that? Oh, there we There is my good boy. <laughs> you know, you look thirsty. Why don't you have my water, too? Just slide over. <laughs> hey, everybody. I don't Welcome know why we're doing this. Review. I mean, it's what? it's the end of the world, and um, we're here to do this stupid podcast again. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, what what if it's all fake, man? What if <laughs> what if this this whole world ending stuff? They're just they're just telling us that to keep us inside. Like what? <laughs> I mean, this is Florida, bro. Like it's Florida. Hey, it's not Florida for me, buddy. It's oh, well, wherever you oh. are, it's wherever you oh. are, man. I'm in the internet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Indie Film Review. We tried and failed to make fun of two different films. There, mm. um, <laughs> we watched. Two At films first, this I thought week. you were doing a Matrix joke, and I'm like, oh no, he's referencing Off the legacy files. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so. Uh, we watch films here. We watch two films this week. It is The Legacy Files. That is a short film mm. we watched. And we watched mm -hmm. a film called The Long Con. Uh, we will ah. talk about both of these today. And um, As is our want. The Legacy Files was submitted to us by... Batman. Jonathan on, Lee I'll... Hill, I believe. Oh, yeah, he's the writer, writer director. director. Jonathan Lee Hill. Okay, so for our long film... I was looking at this thing called Folk Filmmakers, mm. and it is like basically like a collaboration of a bunch of indie film directors trying to like rebuild up hype for independent film. It's, mm. it's kind of like what I can think it is. The um, MCU still exists, so they're failing pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The independent filmmaker universe. Um, and it, it seemed cool, and um, they had hit me up like a while ago just to be like, hey, you know, check out our stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, you know what? We should, like, cover one of these movies eventually. Uh... So I just kind of put it on our list, and then we finally got to it. We're finally at that point where we can cover it. So, yeah. And then I was like, all right, I need to pick out a movie. And uh, the long con seemed cool. So I, I picked that one, and that's why we are covering it. Think about all the other films that suffered uh, as a result of you not picking them that's right i mean there were some there was a couple of interesting film there was one that was like a complete silent film this person made and it looked all like digitized and weird and Ooh. so the film was called waterfront by twist visuals and i was like what is this it, you what take like one look this? at it and you're like this film looks fucking weird as shit uh it the picture is all distorted and strange and yeah it's, it looks neat. I don't, I don't know what the hell it is. But, uh, yeah, indie films. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? So, anyways, we're going to cover these films. Let's do it. Uh, Legacy Files, Dan. 
Yes, Jared. Okay, so what the gist, is this short the film? The gist of Legacy Files is the world is ending, and mm-hmm. people um, are going to be saved, but most everybody is not going to be saved, yeah. and yeah. they have taken it upon themselves to make a video diary. Like multiple people make video diaries of you know the last the last few days they have alive, I guess. And they, they're talking about um, why they should be taken or they're talking about um, why they feel they've been fucked over by the world or why mm. why they should just chill out and party for the last... Hell day. yeah. The only thing about that, Jared, that description is it doesn't go much further than that. Mm-hmm. It's It's... 30 minutes of people talking to cameras. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's absolutely that. Because there's some good acting in this. Mm-hmm. And the movie looks nice. And there's some cool special effects with, like, the, the sci-fi stuff. You yeah. know, that looks pretty slick. But as far as the story goes, it's... It, this film, it was... It was very hard for it to keep my attention. Just because it is just people... Staring directly in the camera and yelling at you, like the audience, pretty much. But it's it's like rich people are getting into spaceships and and flying away, and they're leaving all of us. I think that's and a we're myth. the ones who built all this. What's like, that? Do you do you think that that's actually a thing that's happening? There's there's a contingency plan for the rich and for the 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 powerful to get in the spaceship, like a, a la Alien. And be cryogenically frozen until you know <laughs> we can find some kind of life. I think they want that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure they would want that. But so in my head, if they were like, "Ooh, we're gonna like take all this stuff and and move all the rich people to the space," um, are the rich people facilitating that? Like, because don't normies have to like? Are you gonna be the guy who? drives the rich people to the heliport mm. to put them in the spaceship to send them away. Like, no, <laughs> there's so many people who would just be like, fuck you. Well, we're going to go. <laughs> like, how are you going to stop us? Like if a mob comes after you, I don't know I, the logistics of it. Are, I think it would be more chaos than just like, Oh, oh yeah, all the rich sure, people man. just left. It's like, we saw it. We saw mm. it in the film Titanic. That's it, right. There's, there's so many other films though, that have to do mm-hmm. with this exact same thing of like, you know, a, giant cataclysmic event and people are going to be left behind. And I, yeah. I, I feel like that's the, the, the spirit of this film, because, you know, even though it wasn't the most engaging thing, because it, it, it literally is people just yelling at you, they, a lot of good points are being made, you know, like, cause it's, it's different perspective from different cultures. And I think that's really what uh, I liked about the film. Like, um, mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that he was yelling at me, but the guy from Africa, yeah, he was really he good. Had he had a, a good lot actor. of really cool things to say, and I liked that. It's just he was berating me, <laughs> <laughs> and and the girl from China too was really good. Yeah, oh, or dude. representing China. She's my favorite. Yeah. She's my favorite character uh, in this. Yeah, she was really good. Um, she was wearing goggles. Yeah, it was for, just for some reason. <laughs> Because it's cool to wear goggles. She's like an engineer and goggles well, are I, I think what I really liked about that was the fact that, you know, she started talking in Chinese and yeah. there were subtitles. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, fuck it, man. And she starts talking in English. And mm-hmm. it, like, I, I really like the um, 
the 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 dynamic um, relationship between what she was saying in Chinese and what she was saying in English because it was very mm-hmm. two sided. I think. Yeah. And good acting between the two as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's kind of hard for us to tell if someone's doing good acting in a different language, but I don't know. I kind of like feel a vibe. <laughs> it feels right. You, you see the cadence is so different when speaking in uh, Cantonese. Is that, is that the word? Am, yes. I, am I doing it right? Yeah. Or Mandarin, one of the two. Okay, final thoughts on this then. Positives and negatives, Dan. Positives... Like you said, the really cool special effects of like the digital logistics and binary that go over the screen. Yeah. Love all that. Didn't care for the party scene too much. No. Uh, I don't know what about it bothered me, but it just, because it, it was like the last part of the narrative, I guess it's what it's we closed a, on. A really flat ending. Yeah. Honestly, with that. I, I wanted like, to what? be. Like, okay, for example, the the guy from Africa was very provocative and he was making me think. I wanted more of that. Mm. And I I didn't feel like I got that delivered so much. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it is only 30 minutes. It, I don't know. It's it's so hard to... It's so hard to have, you know, a very static shot of people talking to a camera for 30 minutes long. Like, let alone mm-hmm. a whole hour. So, there's no there's no main character. There's no real plot. That goes anywhere. There's a premise. Yeah. Um, there, there just feels like there's so many things that are missing from this movie that would make it a movie. Yeah. It's like something else, like a, a mockumentary type of a deal um, where it's like we're trying to get a point across. And I feel like they do that within the first like couple minutes. And then you're just there watching the film for the next 28 and you're like, uh, is there any, are you going to tell us anything else? What are we, what are we doing here? And, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it kind of just felt again, like people were just talking at me and kind of like what I'm doing right now. Kind of like what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to review our show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may do so. And, uh, uh, I unfortunately did not care for it, but yeah, again, I think every other aspect was really good. I, I, there wasn't a lot of um, camera work per se because again it was all like still, yeah. sh- like medium close shots of them just kind of talking to, at the camera. But um, I think when the COVID is over, mm. that Jonathan Lee Hill he has the capability and the skill to make really cool films, and I'm excited to see those where he can go out and tell larger stories because i feel like he was very limited yes when making this let's get into our feature presentation yeah the long con um this is a film about a safe cracker yep who gets invited into a cult <laughs> uh-huh. and he doesn't want to join the cult because the cult is the cult handcuffs him <laughs> to a bed as their initiation and then he's like yeah fuck this but on his way out he sees a safe that he can crack Ooh. and he's like huh hmm i'm gonna leave but i might come back and guess what jared <laughs> the, the the call of the safe is too great for this man ah uh, yes and he call comes back wild. and he plays into he plays into the 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 wishes of this cult leader just so he can mm-hmm. get close to the safe that's right. But it turns out that that might not be the only long con being 
played. Long Kong? Long Kong? Long Bing, bing Bong? Long, oh. Long Kong Bing Bong. Long Kong Bing Bing Bong. <laughs> it might not be the only oh, Long Kong in the film. Anyway, Jared. Yes. We'll start with questions. Yes. How did you like the acting in this film? Mm, you know, um, I thought a lot of the acting was really good. I liked it too. I, I like, and I, I will say, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Chloe Baldwin as the Ethereum. lost Baldwin, the, the lost, lost Baldwin sister. Baldwin. We finally found her. Uh, I liked, <laughs> I liked the guy who played Carl, especially oh, dude, Charles Carl Johnston. Is amazing. Carl's fucking great in this. Dude, the, whole, the first scene of the film, and we're going to have uh, to talk about this first scene of the film, but he does, he does such a good job of having a blank expression. It, like, I love the way this film opens. It's just, it's mm-hmm. it's shot reverse shot of him sta- having a stare off contest with a dog while his wife yells at him. It's wonderful. So I was a little confused by that scene. Was that a, because I thought that was a scene that took place in the future. Right. But it wasn't. It was no. actually in sequential order. Yes. <laughs> because what was that stuff on his face? I don't know. I was a little confused by that because I'm like, oh, it looks like he's like bruised. There's something going on with his face. I get maybe we'll find out by the end of the film. It'll finally you know. catch up to that scene. No, it was not a flashback or flash forward. It and was the uh, analysis that we will provide of the scene is honestly purely speculation on my part because it's really, I don't know, like it really doesn't necessarily connect to the rest of the film. So here's what I'll say. This film has a lot of good acting, like we've talked about, and we're going to talk about some other aspects of the film as well. But I feel like we'll see scenes, and and they don't really connect as well Mm. as you would hope. So So they're trying to convey, yeah, conveying information, you get lost sometimes during the scenes where it's like, I think I know what they're trying to tell me, Mm -hmm. but... Either through the camera work or what's going on, I'm like, I get I'm kind of lost. I'm glad you said that because I feel I, I felt the same way. So like the the shots look really nice, and the way everything's presented is really good. It's the information's not getting to me, yeah. and I'm like, I I am missing something here. Something's going on, and I don't know if that was intentional or not. Well, anyways, question for you, Dan. Speaking of like the camera work and everything, what did you think about the camera work? I like the camera work. There were a couple of moments where they were doing some experimental stuff, like putting it in on, on Paul's chest while he brings the water out. That was cute. <laughs> I loved it. Um, a lot of water in this movie. A lot of water. So much water. A lot of water. I would have liked to see more experimentation. Like if you're going to really? do it, you want to do more. Like I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I think this film compared to some of the other films we saw recently um, very innovative. excluding Choir Girl because Choir Girl was just oh, out of control. Yeah. This film had a lot of cool camera work in it. I think. Yeah. One scene that really stuck in my head is uh, there's like a low angle shot of a woman walking through the house. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you're right. And okay. <laughs> and it's all in like sepia tone, yeah. and then like Carl's like sneaking up behind her, and like that shit was fucking cool. And it was all like a tracking shot kind mm-hmm. of a thing, and oh, you're that right. was great. You're right. There's there a lot was of interesting, a lot of interesting cam work. How did you feel about uh, not a, not in terms of acting, but how did you feel about the main character, like the protagonist that we get to identify? Oh yeah. So Jonathan Wyatt plays Andrew, and I mean, one thing is I didn't know his name was Andrew till three-fourths of the way into the film where I think Carl says Andrew. And I'm like, 
who the fuck is Andrew? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's the main character. Because <laughs> I don't think anyone ever says his name. And well, like, I, and what I do is I'll listen IMDb for people's here, names. On IMDb yeah. here, like, Carl is credited, but then it says Carl's wife, but she's named Meredith. And then Meredith's dad is credited as Meredith's dad. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, she's know. Meredith. That's strange. Um, Straighten I, out your IMDb. I know. Yeah, that's an IMDb oversight. Any hoozle. Yes. So I liked his acting. I liked how um, he was more like reserved, I guess. He would kind of just like let things happen around him. And he's kind of absorbing the information. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his uh, characterization, I guess is what yeah. I could say. And I thought I understood his motivation. It. The thing is, there aren't any characters in this that are likable enough for you to root for them. Right. So with Andrew, I was like, Ooh, I really like this aspect of him where he's obsessed with stealing. Like stealing brings him so much joy that he smiles at the thought of getting into a safe. It's not even almost about what's in the safe. It's like him just cracking the safe. Like, can he do it? And I was like, Whoa, that's a really great. Like, we need to just run with that because I fucking love that idea. And um, so I had that to latch on to. But then there's some things that Andrew does later on in the film that are so despicable. And I don't know if they're, they're played for like a laugh or they're just kind of like, well, this happened. Um, I mean, he does kind of cry about it, but it's just we move on pretty quick. And, right. um, and then the reasoning for him doing these despicable things almost feels like it wasn't thought through very well, you know, cause there's this, there's this big thing of like, he needs to get into the room where the safe is. Yeah. And the way he goes about doing that felt like a huge waste of time when there were some pretty obvious things that he could have been doing to, you know, like instead of like joining the cult and really falling into the cult and getting so invested in it, he could have just breaking into, you the- know, Search for the key when Carl was gone because he's always gone all the time and then opened it up and mm-hmm. <laughs> just I don't know what are we doing? Well, um, I mean there there's there's some interesting things that I I just we'll have to talk about them in spoilers because yeah well let's get to spoilers then. So if you want to find this film, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, just look up the Long Con. 2021 you'll find it you'll find it um you can have joel dick he gives you a nice introduction to the film i believe i I think it's joel dick he is the guy who wrote it with daniel lutz who directed it and joel dick also did the camera work he got some dick behind the camera you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) he also plays the cult patsy paul oh okay yeah 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 um, and then I think one of the one of the other filmmakers plays the security guard. Yes, yes, yes. I indeed. think Daniel does, Daniel which does. is funny because you kind of look like Daniel. And I, I even wrote down on my notes, and I'm like, oh look, Dan makes a cameo in the film. That's <laughs> that was right. so nice of him. <laughs> my name is Dan. Um, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right, let's get into spoiling this film. Sure. Um, Can we talk about that intro and that uh, that whole okay first yeah. so, safe heist? Not the first heist. I want to talk about the intro because the intro direct. My speculation directly correlates to the ending of the film. 
right? Sure. So the sure. introduction is him staring into the camera, having this stare off with the dog, and it's Carl, beautifully done. Carl, who's Carl. the cult leader, and you can hear his wife in the background, mm-hmm. um, screaming at him, saying that he's useless, and she throws a pregnancy test on him. Yeah, and it turns out that. All she wanted to begin with, because throughout the film, Carl tries to get Andrew to sleep with his wife so she can have a kid. And was the long con her trying to get a kid this whole time? And like, let's develop a cult so I can get you to have sex with me or something? I I don't like that's what I'm kind of confused about. Um, yeah, you're right. Thinking about it now, that intro thread does seem disconnected from the rest of the film because that is not her character for right. the rest of yeah, it. It's, and it's never revealed to be her character except for in that scene. Um, because in that opening scene, it makes it look like Carl is the victim in all of this when he is a complete monster. Yes. Um, who really, he want, he's the one who wants the kid be, so he can have like an heir to his weird cult. Yeah. Which was so obvious. I don't know if it was supposed to be a big twist at the end, but you figured this out like within five minutes. I, like, I thought he said that to Andrew. Like he said, I want somebody to pass along my my teachings. Like he said but something But it's like implied that. that he's talking, because you're supposed to think that he's talking about Andrew, like he wants to teach Andrew. Oh. Um, but he's too young. They're both around the same age. So it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so do you, I mean, do you think the, the con would have worked better if the person playing Carl was older, like an older guy? Maybe. Yeah. It probably would have made more sense narratively. Yeah. I still don't like that first scene though. Does such a, why not? I like, so I like it how it was constructed. It just, now you point it out, compared to the rest of the film, it really just doesn't yeah. connect. So I think editing-wise, they could have edited it, and I'm not saying it's a bad scene. It was a really cool scene, actually. It just doesn't fit. And there's no dog ever. Like, the dog yeah, is just true. gone. So maybe it, maybe it's all in Carl's head, man. I don't know. Carl! Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, this film... They did say it, it took, like, three years to make. I don't necessarily want to, like, poo-poo uh, Charles Johnson because he, like, he's made for being a cult leader. I loved his role. <laughs> um, he is, he, he's oh, no, charismatic, he's, great. he's creepy, he's he's great. No, I, I, honestly, I'd say don't don't make the cult leader older. Just have the plot work more around <laughs> the, that actor because, yeah, he was wonderful. I like the deadpanness and, mm-hmm. and him... Just being really creepy and the, nonchalant him, him, about him being okay with murdering people and dumping bodies in the woods. Yes. Well, here's the thing. It's like he's okay with that. So Andrew's supposed to be the audience. Yeah. And we're supposed to be like experiencing things through him. But even Andrew doesn't give a shit about anything. I mean, he does cry at one point when he does kill a character. There is this ritual that Carl does with people where when he first meets Andrew, he meets him on the beach and he's like, hey, Andrew, you know, if you're looking for a place to stay because you seem homeless, why don't you come and stay with us? Oh, man, there's so many things. I <laughs> I want to talk about him being homeless. That didn't make any sense either. So he brings him back. They sit down together and and immediately Andrew knows there's something up with the water and that this is a cult. And, yeah. and us as the audience 
don't have this information yet. So it's like Andrew is reading ahead in the script, knowing mm. what's going on. Because he's like very suspicious of the water. Like no normal person would be suspicious of like a dude giving you water. I don't know. It's strange. Um, so then they, and then they both drink the water and they're like both drinking all of the water and like staring at each other. It was just awkward. Like that scene could have been way more intense if we knew the stakes of what was going on. Like that the water could be poisoned, that the water could knock you out or kill you. Uh, but we didn't know that. So it was a little weird. Um, so let's, I want to back up to, so with Andrew, he gets a phone call. This is after the first scene. He's like on the beach and someone's like, Hey, I want you to rob this place. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll go do it. And it was a really cool scene of him, like breaking into a warehouse and he's sneaking around and it's like security guards looking for him and he gets the money. And then after that, does he, does he take that money anywhere? Does he like, because he got hired to do that. It's not shown. Because I thought the bag that he was carrying around had a bunch of money in it. I thought that's what, whenever he was stealing from his girlfriend, I thought that's what he was taking out of. But it just turned out that he was just stealing her money. Yeah, so it was actually his, I guess, safe-cracking tools. So that's a thing, again, it's a good example to where we don't understand what's going on. Because... You thought it was one thing. I thought it was another thing. We were both completely wrong. <laughs> it was just like safe. Uh, I think this is right. His safe cracking tools. So this whole time I thought he had a bunch of money in a bag that he was hiding from the cult members while he was trying to figure out how to break into their safe and get their money. And I'm like, what is he? What is he doing? Like he already has <laughs> this money. And then I'm like, well, maybe he's just so obsessed with safe cracking that he's like, ooh, I have to break into the safe. And then him and this this lady, the the wife character, uh-huh. Lily. So Andrew and Lily, he breaks into that first safe at the warehouse. He takes all the money. We don't know if he brings it to the person he's supposed to. I thought he was lying low on the beach. That's why he was there to like hide from the cops. But apparently he's just homeless. I, it's, it was strange because he. He says at one point, like, I'm choosing to be out here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I really don't get what's going on. So then sometimes he'll go to see Lily. And he'll have, like, pasta dinner with her. And she's like, oh, I want to tell you about, you know, people at work that are annoying me. And he's, like, ignore, you know, like not listening to her and not caring. and Right. So he'll stay there. And then he'll, like, steal from her just out of her wallet. Like, ah, why? And... Okay, are they married? No. So she is she married to someone else and he just comes over sometimes? No, he just comes over sometimes. They aren't married. So so he he, he goes around attached. and gains people's trust yeah. just so he can rob them. But then that that gets rid of my theory of him like the whole aspect of Andrew that I love the most was like I want something difficult to break into, but just stealing from some lady and, you know, pulling money out of her pockets. Or whatever, like that's or out of her purse. I don't know. I was like, what is what are we doing? And then when he's confronted by it, he's just like, This is who I am. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, like that's gonna be like, you know what, you're right. This is who you are, and I should just let you do this. <laughs> it's like, no, dummy. Like, I don't know. It's strange. Well, okay, so the more I'm looking at the IMDB page, the more I'm putting piecing together uh the the idea behind this film. So Meredith okay. is not the same as Carl's wife. 
Meredith what? is just the first person that was indoctrinated into the cult. Carl's wife and Meredith are not the same person. Carl's wife. Who's I think, Carl's wife? I think what happened. She's just the off-screen voice. She's the disembodied voice. So I think what happened was Carl leaves his wife to start this cult, and he is he finds Meredith to to abuse to, to lay so he can have a child. But he it's it's established in the very beginning that he is infertile, like he's sterile. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he can't have that legacy. Okay, so that makes more sense. He can't leave a legacy. Yeah. And he needs that to happen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the whole cult thing, when it started to happen, I was kind of like, uh, I'm more interested in the heist stuff. Right. And then I'm like, okay, well, Andrew's trying to like infiltrate this cult to get to the safe. But again, like what I was saying is he doesn't need to gain Carl's trust or anything. He just break into the fucking safe. Like, I don't don't know what we're doing, but I, the other aspect is, is he getting conned into joining the cult? You know, it like, is he actually starting to enjoy it and be into it? Which is interesting to me, except for that. The cult and its teachings are just, there's nothing there. There's just nothing. So, like, there's no teachings. There's no anything. I, I don't get why people want to join this cult. You know, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of like, hey, do you want a place to stay? That's the cult. Basically, not, I like, mean, but you, teaching had, them you anyone, had Meredith anything? and you had Paul. And that's basically it. Because the other people that he gets to join, just he murders um, flippantly. Well, so the one guy, he they give him the water. He's just like a offshoot character they make him drink the water he passes out and then he's like oh no he's not dead here's what we're gonna do we're gonna just take him out to the woods we're gonna leave him there he's gonna wake up the cops are gonna find him they're gonna arrest him for two weeks and like, oh, problem solved and like they won't ever believe him if he says anything and i'm like wait no what if he just comes back and is like really upset that you did this to him <laughs> What if he brings the cops to your house? Like, I don't, that whole thing didn't make any sense. Now, was Carl lying to him and that guy was actually really dead? Mm, That's a good point. That would be the only explanation because later on in the film, Andrew thinks, oh, if I give two drops, it'll knock you out. Four drops will kill you. So now this scene, I really didn't understand it. So there's a, there's a blind woman named Etheria. She is falling headfirst into the cult. And and uh, Andrew goes up to her because I guess Etheria Most had walked into... she couldn't see. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Etheria walks into Andrew's room and finds his uh, toolkit to break into like stuff with, you know, his safe-cracking mm-hmm. stuff. So she finds all that and was like, oh, okay. So in order for Andrew to take care of that, he devised a plan. So he steals the poison. He, he pours the glass of water. He's like, hey, listen, Etheria. So I was given a mission by Carl. Uh, the mission was, I have this glass of water. You're supposed to drink all of the water and I'm supposed to watch you do it. And she's like, no, no, I, I don't. This can't be right. Like, why would he do this? And blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, listen, the water is definitely poisoned. If you drink this water, it's going to kill you. Um, but I like you. 
I mean, we're not really close in the family, but like, I don't want to kill anybody. So he's like, listen, why don't we just pretend you drank it? I'll drive you somewhere. I'll put a little mud on my clothes to make it look like I buried you. And then everything is going to be fine. And then she's like, no, I don't believe you. This is a test, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and drinks all the water. And of course she passes out immediately because it was poison. My question, Dan, why did Andrew have to poison the water? He needed that money, man. He wanted to crack he that He didn't safe. have to poison the water. He wanted to get close if, enough to Carl so he could crack the safe, man. No, if he was conning Etheria to leave, the bluff was strong enough because he was assuming she would never drink the water in the first place. And he's the one who poisoned it. You have a point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuff like this that permeates throughout the entire film of just like, I don't understand. And I think that might be because this film was made in such a long period of time. And it's kind of hard to keep the thread of what's mm -hmm. going on because three years it took to make this film. And then this film is also a very low budget. And I'll say for a low budget film, okay, positives. And this is my closing thoughts. Film is gorgeous. There's some really great acting, really cool camera work. Uh, I was enjoying most of my time watching this film. It's just that the threads of what was going on kept getting lost for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, why are we doing this? I don't understand. What are the motivations of the characters? The waters get muddied a bit in yeah. terms of storytelling. But yeah, okay. Dan, what are your th final thoughts? Um, I feel the same way. The waters do get muddied a bit. But again, just, I mean, acting carries, carries you through the movie pretty well. Despite narrative having some drawbacks in terms of being unclear, Cohesion. it yeah. does have a lot of interesting components to it. At mm -hmm. least, like I just the the mystique of any type of cult film is always going to be, yeah, you know, drawing me in. I would have liked to see more, you know, of the cult teachings. Like maybe yes. they could have written a little bit more about, you know, like get a little creative with your world building. I guess is what what the critique. Yeah, is. really show me why people are getting drawn in because yeah. from what I had seen, I wasn't getting it. I really just wasn't understanding why people were so enamored. Yeah, if you're like a cinephile and you want to see some like really cool camera work and and composition, uh, you're gonna like this movie. They do a lot of really crazy stuff in this film, I think. Uh, but yeah, um, that's it, Dan. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail dot com. Join our Patreon: one dollar, two dollar, five dollar, one dollar, three dollar, five dollar. <laughs> <laughs> five dollar foot long five dollar foot long and we give uh for the five dollars that's for the filmmakers who want to get the foot long reviewed faster that's right a portion of the funds go to the uh me it just goes to me <laughs> uh, i pocket it i pocket the money that you send and i don't give it to dan i just keep it but i'm not using it i put it in a safe <laughs> for Andrew to crack. That's right, for my boy Andrew. You gotta have something for the boys to do. Yeah, you gotta right. give them a reason to live. That's right, reason for the season, baby. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate y'all uh, supporting us and, and leaving reviews, huh? Giving us a review on the internet. That's nice. 
uh, telling other people about the show. That's fun. Um, be sure to check out the necropoticon.com. That is the site we are hosted on. A lot of cool uh, podcasts over there you can check out. And uh, thanks again for listening. Dan, you have the final word. If you drink the water, you might reap its benefits. But if you don't drink the water, then you will not. And therefore, that is my theory and my philosophy. Can you join my cult, please? I need money. Ah, yes. Nectar of the gods. Life-giving water. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.